In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually, Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Eric Johnson. And I'm Emily Jones. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com. And you can also find all of our past episodes on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. Today, we're watching What We Do in the Shadows, a 2014 film directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, it's a mockumentary about four vampires who live together in Wellington, New Zealand. Okay. Uh, totally boring so far. Normal. Starring Jermaine Clement, Johnny Brew, and Waititi himself. Although Eric and I are both huge fans of the vampire-related shenanigans on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, that's certainly true, uh, we mm-hmm. have never talked about this movie up until now. Maybe because you haven't seen this movie. I mean, yeah, that would be that would be a, a strong uh, <laughs> a strong yeah. factor. I mean, we didn't talk about Buffy until I started watching Buffy, so. That's true, that's true. Um, so, yeah, this movie came out to extremely little fanfare i feel like the people who saw this movie in theaters i'm one of them feel very passionately about it and then everyone else is completely unaware that it exists that sounds like (laughs) really similar to me to uh jermaine clement's like the real reason he's famous which is flight of the concords which like i feel like i feel like people who were into that and watched it were like are fucking obsessed with Flight of the Concords and, like, think it's hilarious and reference it all the time, but, like, 90% of the universe is, like, what? What, what even is that? What? <laughs> what, 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 what now? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you, I assume, probably own this movie or something, but where can I watch it as as the noob here? Uh, so if you have Amazon Prime, you I can watch do. it for free there. Oh, awesome. Fancy ha. you. Uh, but if you don't have Amazon Prime, if any of our listeners don't have Amazon Prime, you can also rent it from Amazon for 3 bucks, or uh, Vudu, Google Play for the same price, or from iTunes for $4, because Apple people apparently just feel like spending that extra dollar. I mean, as an Android phone user, that's my general impression of Apple people. You're not wrong. All right, so let's go watch <laughs> this movie. We'll be back after this break. And we're going to spoil everything. Spoilers! <laughs> We just watched a vampire mockumentary, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And before we get to what I thought of this film, um, Eric, why do you love it so much? This movie, I think, finds a lot of great material with vampires. I I think, you know, it's easy to see why the vampires are the star of this. 
But one of the reasons I absolutely love this is, and it's a short film too. It's like less than 90 minutes long. Yeah, it was really, really quick. But in an incredibly short runtime, it does such great work with all of the characters in this world where like you have the werewolves that are not swearwolves. You have Jackie, (laughs) the familiar you have Stu who does stuff with computers <laughs> and uh, my personal favorite side character, the, the uh, erudite zombie who wants people to, wants all the other zombies to stop uh, shuffling around and holding their arms out going. Arr. I didn't even uh, catch that one. Yeah. At the, at the, at the party at the, the, the unholy masquerade, oh, okay. he's talking with, he's talking with Stu and he, and he's talking about how he wants to get beyond the stereotype of zombies that go around going, ah, brains. We, we tend to often, you know, without getting into that kind of stuff, which I'm really sick of that, but you know, it's just, it's harder for us to actually trace people down. I have to say your comment about the erudite zombie has me questioning what I've chosen for our next, uh, episode. Um, okay. but I'll think about that while we talk. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that, that's just kind of the thing that, that uh, on this rewatch uh, for, for the podcast here, realizing that you could totally see them making more movies in this version of Wellington, this, 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 you know, exotic land of Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> and I, I hope they do. Well, and like, I mean, not, not necessarily more movies, but like I would watch this reality show, and like that's right. that's that's ultimately what it is. I mean, like they they it's a it's a movie. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes right now, and and you know it's 90 minutes long. It's not 45 minutes long, but like this is a reality show, not a oh, movie, absolutely. and it's so good. <laughs> I mean, just like the like the Queen of Jordan episodes of 30 Rock, it's like. It's such a it's such a like well done reality show and because of what it is reality show parody that's like obviously I enjoyed this a great deal <laughs> if you can't tell <laughs> good, from my good. tone of voice but yeah like <laughs> honestly like I would I would watch this mock reality show for sure I don't even watch reality shows I th- I think part of it like the the the, the quote unquote movie aspect of it it does benefit from them being able to speed up time and just go okay you know two months later and by that right. point Nick I mean those would be has... two separate episodes of the reality show right exactly exactly but yeah just being able to fast forward time a little bit so that, so that you know Nick can suddenly become like this annoying neighbor vampire <laughs> in, a, in a way you know he's like trying to fly neighbor in and, and also like how. noob vampire the movie Twilight have you seen it. Okay, I'm the main guy, Twilight. You know the main guy, Twilight? That's me. His camera's following me around. They could have chosen anyone. Telling everybody he's a vampire, getting... He has a name, but I'm going to think of him as Nosferatu killed. Yeah, um, oh, wait, Peter. Like Pete, Pete or something, Peter, yeah. Yeah. Pete this, honestly, this Peter. thing... So, this thing was such a delight. Like, it's just so fucking <laughs> silly. I know. Everything I, I, about it is just so silly. And it's like I really don't even feel like it's it's like a like a parody send up of reality shows. I mean, I compared it to the Queen of Jordan episodes of 30 Rock, but those are very much kind of like I mean, they're 30 Rock episodes, but they're also very much like satirically like mocking reality shows. I'm Defoine, and I just want to be accepted for who I am. A sexual mania. Hey, I'm Portia. I don't care what anyone says. I keep them 3D glasses. I'm Randy. With an I. My ex-husband's new girlfriend is cheating on him. With me. This didn't feel like it was mocking reality shows, and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't really mocking like 
vampire lore or other vampire like like mythologies like you know Buffy or or uh, or you know Interview with a Vampire or or whatever the other which I've seen five minutes of I've seen five <laughs> minutes of Interview with a Vampire <laughs> the various well you know it's like it wasn't like mocking like different like you know pillars of of vampire lore again right. like Buffy or like Susan Rice vampires or whatever like. It was honestly just so, it was just silliness. Like, it was just fun. I love it. <laughs> Which is I, kind uh, of, a, kind of a, like, it's like almost a relief that it wasn't like, like a satirical, like. It didn't really have up, a point. It, yeah. It wasn't like a silly, <laughs> it wasn't like a, like a, like, you know, cutting send up of, of like vampire shit. It was just goofy. And that, that's, so this is one of the reasons why this movie has, um, become something I've returned to over and over again since I saw it in theaters is that it's it's one of those movies and I heard this concept in a podcast re- a different podcast recently and uh thank you for clarifying I, that it was I, a I different it. podcast <laughs> not right. our podcast uh, <laughs> I love this concept so much I'm just gonna steal it and I forget where it came from so sorry whoever came up with this but it's the idea of a needle drop movie kind of like where you're flipping on the tv channels and it's like you're halfway through almost famous and it's like oh this point almost famous okay I'll drop in I can drop the needle at any point in that movie and you'll enjoy it um that's how I feel about this movie even though I don't see it on tv um it's it's total comfort food where you know you just put it on you know when I'm going to bed I've watched the first 15 minutes of this like a lot (laughs) yeah and you know it's just like immediately comforting uh just and there's so many great gags and I can literally (laughs) drag the playhead I've done this you can drag the playhead just anywhere in the movie it's like oh it's the swear wolves why don't you go smell your own crotches huh what are you talking about we don't smell our own crotches we smell each other's crotches and it's a form of greeting you're on camera yeah. mate. don't don't do what? it it's okay because i know this guy it's count fagula <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. don't swear sorry they they yeah. we're, we're werewolves not swear what are we werewolves not werewolves no it's a offensive word to call people well unless you're talking about a bundle of sticks i love it so much there's there's so many things that are just so like i mean I love both, like, the the mundane everyday life. Like, they're vampires, but they're fighting over who's going to do the dishes. Vampires course, don't do dishes. And, of course, <laughs> the dishes, like, have blood on them. Like, so that's, like, vampiric as opposed to normal. But, like, ultimately, like, they're roommates arguing over who's going to do the dishes. Um, like, I, I love that nonsense. But then I also love, like... The, the thought experiment stuff where, like, it's like, well, wait, let's actually extrapolate, like, the rules of vampirism and impose them on the real world. None of, they're not going to be able to get into any clubs because they need an invitation. Right. And, like, I love that, too. And also the fact that the, like, cool vampire club where they all hang out is, like, obviously, like, a super lame bar that has, like, six people in it. Yeah, and he says, like, oh, this one's vampire owned and operated. <laughs> and no one and- goes there. Imagine. Uh, a pa- or or people used to go there and then they all got eaten. You well, know? yeah, only vampires <laughs> go there, so it's like super. It's like it's like a lame, sad little bar. Like supposedly, I I don't know this for a fact, but supposedly all the places they go in this are like real places in Wellington, like where they just got I permission from 
you know that 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 bar just to be like can we call you say that you're owned by a vampire sure <laughs> <laughs> or uh whatever let's say the place boogie wonderland uh the one that they finally get into with with nick's help where they're all excited <laughs> and then nick starts telling everyone he's a vampire like an idiot Hey, you know the guy from Twilight? Yeah, you know the guy from Twilight? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I can't help but think of of the uh, the episode of Buffy where there's like these like dumb kids that like think vampires are amazing and want to be turned into vampires. Both as Nick is bragging about being a vampire, and also then the familiar, the woman who like is like yeah. acting as the servant because she wants to be a vampire. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the episode uh, Buffy Slayer of the Vampires, the the the, the documentary style episode that we're um we're we're we're, we're who, who is it in the seventh season where he's following her around with a camera? Uh, oh, the one no, where it's no, it's Andrew, it's... and he's doing like Andrew, a weird like masterpiece theater in a smoking jacket bullshit. Yeah, yeah, um, it sounds like you're not a fan of that episode. <laughs> so this, I mean, the seventh season of Buffy for me is just, I mean, it's the seventh season of Buffy. It's like oh. fair, fair. Uh, you know, but, but it yes, should have been to, like, to your like point, though. there's so many, there's so many current or, or recent shows that do like a truncated final season. Cause like they maybe almost don't get renewed and then they do or whatever. Like, um, right. like 30 rocks final season is super short and, uh, and like the Mindy project only got renewed for like a, like seven or eight. I know you haven't watched that. It's on our podcast list, but like. <laughs> It's it, you know it's typically had like a more typical sitcom season, and then its final season um, that's airing right now on Hulu is only gonna be like eight or ten episodes. episodes long, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's that's one of those things that's like disappointing at the time when you're a fan of a show and it comes out, but then like in retrospect, it's like you know what? It's probably good that Thirty Rock had to like wrap their shit really up, trim and, it down, and, yeah. yeah, and like oh my god. Would Buffy have benefited <laughs> from doing like a like a truncated, a, a truncated <laughs> like ten episode final season? Because that final season is just it's 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 a it's a little bit sloppy. But there's a lot of there's just so much filler. <laughs> yeah, and I consider the episode you just referenced to be filler. Absolutely. However, to to your original point, anyway, the earlier episode to, of Buffy in season three vampires. or whatever it was, where all the people and all the teenagers want to be vampires, yeah. Um, I I th- I thought that the uh th- having Nick turn when he did when, when Peter atta- attacks Nick and turns him, that's such a I I, I don't want to say favorite part of part of the movie. There's so much that I love, but I love a how immediately like everyone hates Nick and how everyone <laughs> immediately loves Stu. Where where, where where they say Stu is great. We really like him. At first, I wanted to kill him. But now, I'm glad I spent the time to get to know him. Yeah, of course, he looks delicious with his big red cheeks. But we've all got an agreement that we're not going to eat stew, right? Right. And then every time he comes up in conversation, they are all like so complimentary to Stu, <laughs> this guy, and this Stu like schlubby says dork. Anything ever, but he does help them like <laughs> learn how to Google and like video chat with their old servants in Europe and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, leave me to my dark bidding. <laughs> Just leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. What are you bidding on? I'm bidding on the table. No, I I agree. I love how how quickly they all 
hate Nick. Um, but you mentioned the scene where where Nick gets turned, which is that dinner party, right? That he that that the familiar. I don't. Yes. I haven't retained her name. Jackie. That Jackie brings Jackie. him to. Um, and like that will, and this is not like a serious criticism of movie of the movie at all. It's not even a criticism. This is just a thing I was <laughs> thinking about as Nick was like running around trying to get out of the house and was trapped, and the cameras were following him around. I was like, God, what a, like a what an ethical quagmire for these documentarians. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure it's one that they would have had to. This is such a journalist opinion of watching this movie. I'm sure it's something that they had to discuss and like come up with parameters on before they even went into the filming scenario because they knew this was going to come up because it's like they're in this situation of like they're here to document what the vampires do. But then we have humans like potentially getting killed. What definitely getting killed because that's how they eat and we're going to be following them for months. Yeah, well, it's also you have the uh, the shots of like the the two little girl vampires who who are <laughs> like, like you devouring know. someone on the street. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or of course later on in the very end of the movie where one of the cameramen gets eaten by. Oh a Oh my werewolf. god! I know, and the camera like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was. I was kind of glad that that happened though, because that was like. I mean, obviously that's like bound to happen. Yeah, and like That's the hazards a, of being a journalist, a you just gotta go into dangerous situations. You a know? crucifix isn't going to pre- to like prevent a werewolf from attacking you. No, <laughs> need silver bullets. Exactly, and um, they didn't bring those with them because they weren't expecting werewolves. Also, I love the like man on the street encounters that they have with like, the first time that they go out when they're trying to get in all yeah. the clubs, and they're like, "Oh, there's X number of vampires in this city," and then they just keep running into vampires. There's like the one who's like leaning up against a bus stand, just like casually drinking <laughs> from this guy's neck and the children, and it's all just like. There are between 60 and 70 vampires in the greater Wellington region. Obvious vampire. Yoli. Hello. Oh, there <laughs> he's um, a guy I used to work with when I was human. No, he's gone. When I was human. Yeah, he's gone. I've been draining him all night. <laughs> but a very thirsty girl. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad, but it's so silly. I love it. It's so silly. <laughs> and, and, uh, Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, God, I, I, I'm looking back at my notes, and like, okay, like I said, I've seen this movie a lot. Whenever I think about this movie, there's times where, I, like, I forget about amazing scenes until I, like, think about it. It's like, oh, right, that's there's the, the scene with the police. Of, that's <laughs> the best part of rewatching a favorite movie. Oh, that reminds me, though. I love the scene where the police come to, to the yes. show the house and they like Jedi mind trick them and are like, you're not going to see anything unusual. (laughs) And they don't. Um, I will say my one like, Whoa, fuck no moment with this movie Uh was, uh, when they found the like random actual dog. Oh, and they were like, and they were like, see this dog. It seems normal now, but apparently attacked, it attacked all these people. And like, this is such a bad thing for humans and dogs. Like this dog is going to have to be euthanized. And it's just like, I mean, yes, that's, like, logically what would happen, like, in a real world that had werewolves and there were mysterious attacks. People would find some dog. and But, like, this is a comedy movie, and I'm just like, nope, that's not funny. Nope, not funny. Nope, not at all. I I, I like the, where you draw the line, where it's, like, you know, violent strangling and biting and murder and burning alive in a, in a fictional movie. That's cool. But implied euthanization of a dog is like whoa hey 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 slow down (laughs) okay but i feel like 
So, okay, so I know this movie is about vampires. So I've signed. And you know it's fiction. Right, and I know it's fiction. So I've signed signed up for vampires doing vampire shit. And I know that that's going to involve vampires killing humans and turning some humans into vampires. And, like, lo and behold, there's werewolves. So, sure, people are going to get turned into werewolves or eaten by werewolves. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's that's all, like, accepted in this movie. And it's, like... It's not like the werewolves killed a dog. It was this was right. like an entirely human and honestly not to me necessarily like necessary part of the story where it was like, oh, how do police deal with well, we already saw the police and the earlier police scene was so funny. But like I I don't want to think about the idea that like that like innocent dogs are getting euthanized for no reason at all other than that there are like werewolves in their city. I realize this sounds ridiculous. As I'm saying it, I'm looking at your face. I can tell that you think that I'm ridiculous as I say this. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those things that like it hits a little too close to home. Cause like, I, I get, no, I get like that. dogs, I get that. dogs get euthanized all the time because I mean, for all kinds of reasons, but one reason like that, that dogs often get euthanized is like, you know, oh, a dog bites someone and it, it like, it'll often get euthanized. And it's like, there's no acknowledgement of the fact that like, maybe, you know, the person was like fucking with the dog or, you know, right. the, per- it, the person was at fault. It wasn't actually. The yeah. Dog's, like it's often know. not the dog's fault. And it's, it's a whole thing. Like there's, there's like this big right. problematic like you know, world surrounding, you know, euthanization of dogs because someone gets attacked so I'm just like, I just feel so bad for that dog. It's terrible that it's getting blamed for this werewolf attack. Like, it's awful. That's so I, I unfair. Think, okay, so obviously- This is like my one criticism of this movie at all. <laughs> it's like, I really wish that they hadn't made this joke about a dog getting euthanized. Like, that's it. Everything else, I'm like, haha, it's fun, but- I think I think my line would be if they had shown it getting euthanized or oh. something like that. I feel like that would have been too far for me. I wouldn't but- have watched the rest of the movie if that had happened. So, so I, I feel, I feel like I don't know. I'm, I'm given the tone of this movie. Even though I agree with you logically, like yes, this is really that's a really fucked up thing to say in the context of the movie. I, I'm willing, willing to uh, look past that. Well, and it's one um, of those. It's one of those like, do I have a hard and fast rule about certain jokes? Like no, but you never know when you're watching a movie, and then all of a sudden someone makes a joke, and you're right. like, "Whoa, fuck!" Apparently, I am super not okay with that kind of joke. Like, <laughs> like that was my entire experience of In the Loop, right? Like, was oh, was right, basically right, a yeah. discovery that, like, wow, we're just this whole movie is like a realm of jokes I am not okay with. Um, <laughs> I forgot you know, about that. It's and been it's so like, long. and it's like, I know that was like first season, but it's it was, yeah. But yeah, it's just like I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes something happens in a comedy movie, and you're like, "Ha, not comedy for me." Okay, who? <laughs> On to the next thing. Ninety-eight percent of this movie, though, I just—I mean, I feel like part of like this podcast is turning into like like the episode we did on the Born Identity, where we're just like, "Wasn't it awesome when he did that?" I know, and wasn't it awesome when he did that? <laughs> like that's what we're doing I- right now. <laughs> Well, I will say, so one thing I was thinking about when I was on rewatching this now, the scene where Viago has brought his date back to the house and she's talking about her future plans and then he's putting down all the towels uh, and the, all, yeah. all the build up to all of that. So when I saw this movie in the theaters, there was like no one there. There was, including me, maybe 10 people in a theater. I have never heard 10 people laugh so hard in their life as at that scene with, with, with Viago's date because... I mean, if you just that that one scene 
is a masterclass in timing because yeah. it's so, all this buildup we've already established he lays down towels because he's really fussy and he doesn't like blood everywhere <laughs> and then you get the because he's a 19th the, century dandy yeah and and the long line where she's going on and on about herself and her plans and you just look at taika waititi's face and it's just like this like i i can't even put into words how amazing that expression is and then of course the blood gets everywhere and he's <laughs> freaking out every time i see this movie i i die laughing i i <laughs> cannot stop laughing at that scene well the best the best part for me was like he has this whole like like thing going where he's like the romantic one right like i mean he moved to new right. zealand for his you know girlfriend who I, by the way i yeah. love that he ends up with her at the end of the movie that made me so happy <laughs> who cares about the age difference <laughs> <laughs> i know um but no he uh even though the age difference doesn't actually make sense oh i guess he well, was already mean? a vampire when he met her never mind uh, sorry, math problems in my head. But anyway, um, <laughs> no. Uh, so we've established he's like he's a romantic and like he wants their like last moments of life to be good and whatever. And so like, and and that's all you know his confessional interspersed with the scene. So it's like it almost sets you up to feel like he's gonna hear her story of all her plans that she has for the future and be like oh she has so much life ahead of her <laughs> and like maybe actually not eat her like it almost sets it up not in like a like a hopeful way where you're hoping he does that it just seems like a like a like a non he might have a change of heart a non-zero possibility you know he's not like the other ones that are so sinister and then he like and yeah that expression that I can't describe on his face where it's like it almost looks like maybe he wants to but it's also just kind of like an awkward like it could be an awkward, like, I want to kiss this girl face, but instead it's an awkward, I want to murder this girl. I want to kill this girl. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I agree. Super funny. So, tell me what you do. What do you... I'm thinking about going to uni, actually. Oh, you are? Oh, university. Yeah. Yeah, but after that, I'm going to travel. Yeah, really wanted to go overseas for ages, so I'm saving up and I'm going to go to Spain and Italy and London and, yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Just put that there. Huh. Go. Well, that didn't go so great. Um, I hit the main artery. So, yeah, it's a real mess in there. Um, on the upside, I think she had a really good time. It, it was it was that scene, just in my in my memory of, the, of my fond memories of this movie, it was, it was that scene and then the dinner party scene where uh, Vladislav is talking about uh, why they like virgins. <laughs> I think we drink virgin blood because... It sounds cool. I think of it like this. If you were going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. <laughs> I know! <laughs> that, 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 that was the other line in the movie where the entire, the entire all, all ten of us in the theater, it was, it was like, 
it was, it was like one of those those uh, times where you're with a bunch of friends and you're laughing at something and you keep on laughing for like a solid minute and a half. Where like, Cause like everyone's like, laughing because everyone's laughing. And then so the fact that someone else is still laughing reinforces, yeah. like, I feel like the first time I saw this movie, I missed most of the rest of that scene up until Nick <laughs> runs away because we were still laughing at you'd enjoy the sandwich more if you knew no one had fucked it. Well, and not to do the thing where you explain why things are funny, but in a similar way to the, to the other scene we were talking about where you almost think that he, maybe he won't kill right. her and then he does. It's like, you just assume that the end of that Sunday, you assume it's going to be like a full on metaphor where he says like, <laughs> you enjoyed the sandwich more if you knew that no one had like taken a bite of it before you or something. Right. Except of course that doesn't work fully because they're eating the people and they're not. So it's, this what actually is an accurate metaphor, but it's also just like, <laughs> Oh boy. It's, it's deeply entertaining. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, yeah, you're right. This is absolutely turning into a born identity episode where yeah. all of my notes here are just like, that was funny, that was funny, that was funny. Homoerotic dick biting club, hypnotized police. <laughs> Christians, the last thing we need in oh this my house. God. I love, uh, yeah, no, I, it was, I, I loved her like anger because she was totally correct about how, like, if she was a man, he would have turned her into a vampire ages ago. Like,. <laughs> Even among vampires, the patriarchy is, is, a, so is a huge real. problem. It's so real. <laughs> I also really loved that the beast that was like so teased throughout the yes. movie ended up just being his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> and he refers to her as the beast in the way that you would refer to someone as like your crazy ex-girlfriend or like your bitch ex or whatever. And she refers to him as an asshole. And it's just like, again, things that are universal vampire werewolf human whatever like we all have exes that we demonize and then demons that we exercise huh? uh, uh, maybe that was, we should that was just, almost a thing maybe we should just end right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well before we end uh emily w what are we going to be talking about next week oh i forgot to think about whether i want to change tack and make you watch a different thing I had a thing, so I had I had decided what we were going to watch, but then something that you said at the beginning of this podcast made me think that maybe we should watch something else. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm going to stick with my original plan for now, and we can okay. we can kick off next season with with the other <laughs> thing, um, which I do think you'll like. But anyway, uh, so for for our next episode, uh, we are going to fill in one of the most ridiculous and unbelievable gaps in your cultural knowledge, uh, which is the sound of music. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, is one of are, those no, things that, I, like, I can't, I still can't even fully believe that you've never seen it because, like, they play it on TV, like, a bunch and... It's like really famous. Question, are there any Nazi vampires in The Sound of Music? Just, just checking. There aren't Nazi vampires. <laughs> there are plenty of Nazis. I'm aware of that much. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there are Nazis in The Sound of Music. Also, additional spoiler, they're the bad guys. <gasps> 
I know. All right. Mind blowing. Well, I- super, super twist, really subversive of a Hollywood musical to go the Nazis or the bad guys route. I'm looking forward to finally finally fixing the, this this gap in my pop culture knowledge when we watch Sound of Music. Until then, Emily, where else can people find you online? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports. And I am on Twitter and Instagram and it's so on and so on. I mean, yeah, I'm also on hey, Instagram. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Hey Hey ESJ. This is Giant Geek versus Mega Noob enjoying a nice plate of biscotti. Ah! Is that a worm? Nice, nice. That's a good scream. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit GVNPodcast.com. 